In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the day of Pentecost. The term Pentecost is a Greek word that was first used for the Jewish Feast of Weeks. The Jews celebrated the Festival of Weeks or Pentecost on the 50th day after Passover. At this feast, the first fruits of the harvest were presented. And in later times, the Jewish people began to also commemorate the giving of the law by Moses at Pentecost. Adherence to the law was how the Jews understood that they should faithfully respond to God's works of salvation in the lives of the ancient Hebrew people. This feast day was an essential part of how they acted out their faith. As Christians, we celebrate the birth of the church on this day. By the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, the church was empowered for ministry. And as it says in our reading from John's Gospel this morning, Jesus appeared to his disciples in a locked room and said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit, the empowering breath of God. The Holy Spirit is that part of the Trinity that remains with us and empowers us for our ministry. Without the stirring of the Holy Spirit in our midst, none of us would even be here this morning. It's the Holy Spirit of God active in our lives that draws us closer to God. When you feel an internal tugging to be at church, or to teach a Sunday school class, or to participate in the life of the church in any of the many ways that all of you do. That is the Holy Spirit working in you. The Apostle Paul tells us in the first letter to the Corinthians of the various gifts of the Spirit. He reminds us that there are many kinds of gifts, but that God activates all of them. All of us are empowered with the gifts of the Spirit, and in each of us, they are different. But the gifts of the Spirit all have one thing in common. As Paul says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. In other words, it doesn't matter what gifts God has empowered you with. We are all to use them for the common good, for the building up of the body of Christ. We may have a gift of wisdom or knowledge. We may be blessed with a faith that shines so brightly that others are drawn to it. Some may have a gift of healing or of intercessory prayer. Or they may be the prophetic voice that the rest of us need to hear. In some churches, there may be those who speak in tongues. 
And according to Paul, there should also be those who interpret tongues. No matter what gifts God has bestowed upon us, all of them are essential to the building up of the body of Christ. God provides the gifts of the Holy Spirit that, we are, that are necessary for us to accomplish what God would have us do. We may find that we are empowered with different gifts at different times in our lives, but they are always gifts of God's grace. God intends for us to use the gifts he activates us in us to nurture and build up his body. He uses us as vessels through which he intends to teach those who do not yet know him or as his agents to strengthen and sustain those who already walk in his love. In our reading this morning from the book of the Acts of the Apostles, we hear a different version of the story of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We're told that the disciples were all together and they heard the rushing as of a strong wind and they saw tongues like fire resting on each of them. After the flame of the Holy Spirit had touched them, each of them began to speak in other languages. That must have been an amazing event. The people gathered there in Jerusalem were from many different locations, and yet each of them heard the disciples in their own tongue. They heard their own language, as it says, speaking about God's deeds of power. One of the things that church leaders frequently talk about is evangelism. We realize that we are all called to grow God's church. Now evangelism is a word that we don't usually like to use in the Episcopal Church. Somehow we always think of a televangelist pounding on a floppy Bible and it turns us off. But all of us are indeed called to be evangelists. Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Probably the best way to appropriately understand evangelism is of believers actively using the gifts of the Holy Spirit to build up God's body, to build up the body of Christ. We should joyously claim what God has bestowed upon us. Our worship should be exciting. Everyone who comes into this church should feel the love of Christ in all that we do. They should feel buoyed and enlivened. Our very presence should shout out to all that we are in love with one another and with Jesus and with his church. That enthusiasm should permeate all that we do, no matter where we find ourselves. As many of you know, many years ago, I was called to begin a mission congregation in Rock Hill, South Carolina. It was a rather unusual call. 
Although the demographics said that Rock Hill was the right place to put the next mission congregation of the diocese. But the bishop call, issued a call to me. He asked me to move to Rock Hill and find some people and start a church. They usually send people out from supporting congregations, but that didn't happen. He said, I want you to go. I want you to go find people, and I want you to start a church. And so I moved to Rock Hill, South Carolina, and I knew one couple that lived there. And I went to see them, and I said, how would you like to be a part of something really, truly exciting? Surprisingly, they said yes. And then we began just talking to people. Within two weeks, we had eight people. And we just kept talking and inviting. All of us were so excited about what God was, had called us to do that we couldn't help talking about it. No matter where we were, in stores, in doctor's offices, at ball games, we just kept asking people to come and join in the excitement. We told anyone who would listen how exciting it was to begin a new congregation and we invited them to come and join us. By the end of four months, we went to the convention of the diocese with balloons and banners and matching t-shirts, and we were all officially welcomed into the Diocese of Upper South Carolina with 25 committed members and another 20 or so who worshiped with us but had not yet joined. Over the next three and a half years, we grew faster numerically and fiscally than any other mission in the history of that diocese. It was truly an exciting time. My friends, we have a lot going on here at St. Luke's. Exciting things are happening here as well. Our dream of becoming beloved community to anyone that God sends our way is becoming a reality. Now is the time for us to capture some of the enthusiasm of my friends from St. Luke's, uh, excuse me, from St. Matthias in Rock Hill. That is what evangelism is all about. It's about being so excited about what God is doing in our lives that we simply must tell others. We need to claim that joy that we feel about being a part of, God's, of Christ's body in this place. By the Holy Spirit moving in us, we need to speak so that everyone hears us in their own language, the language of the longing of their heart, the language that speaks to them of their deepest desires the language that conveys God's desire to love them, to hold them, and to embrace them. We have quite a responsibility, but we don't have to do it alone. God has given us the gifts to accomplish the task. Each of you is empowered for the ministry God has entrusted to you alone. No one else in the entire world has the same sphere of influence 
that you have. Reach out to those you encounter with the joy that only life in the body of Christ can bring. Claim the excitement of building the body of Christ and others will understand the language of an enthusiastic faith. Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Let us go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Amen. Now let us stand and affirm our faith using the